Okay, awesome. Uh, welcome, Deepi. Thank you for joining us on Trendle Talks. Uh, this is our first episode, and we are really, really, really glad that you are here uh, with us. Uh, so, the topic that we've uh, chosen to talk about today is change agents. So, I know you've been working in the industry for quite some time. You've been doing a lot of uh, cool stuff when it comes to supporting the community. I wanted to ask you. Uh, like your first thoughts on what do you think uh, is a change agent and like what qualities should they have i guess and that's a guess because everyone can have their own definition but i feel change agents are the people you know by just being with them you realize that you too have a lot of dreams and aspirations you realize what do you want to do what is impen- important for you or at least you realize uh, that if you are not doing what you should be doing uh, you realize that okay this is missing in my life i think those are the people uh, for organizations a certain kind of changes is needed for communities a certain kind of changes needed for families a certain kind of changes needed so there are change agents like our therapists like our doctors there are change agents who are like you know our coaches consultants managers so anyone can be a change agent and change is always um, different when it comes to different set of you know community and these change agents help us uh, you know uh, in in finding out what sort of changes needed and help us in kind of creating that shift that transformation so yeah so i i believe uh-huh. those are change agents but the so, first thing is yes they make you realize what is what is missing or what was needed that kind of thing they question it yeah okay so uh, talking it in terms of organizations right so generally i'm not going to like specifically delve into examples but generally do you feel internal change agents can bring more uh, you know like volume of effectiveness whenever there is a change that is being implemented or do you feel external folks that are you know uh, have much more knowledge and are much more equipped when it comes to leading those change are more beneficial i really like the question and there had always been a argument about this thing whether internal change agents are effective or the external the consultants or the uh, you know assessment uh, bodies assessment companies consultancies uh, they are sort of external change agents and internal are our managers our you know coaches our trainers which are you know on payrolls of a certain organizations who have uh, kpis and who have their uh, yearly or you know timely assessment done and uh, yeah they are given ratings and all of that so both parties you know have certain constraints and uh, uh, every system thrives survives or crashes you know under constraints the theory of constraints so um, when the constraints are in favor of internal change agents they create better results but when it goes against them despite being capable of creating right change they are you know they are they are they are limited so they are restricted so they can't and hence in such scenarios external change agents create that result so for example um, you can be an awesome coach or a awesome manager or a scrum master 
or a trainer for the organization and you have been creating good result after a certain point you hit the saturation your methods become limited your methods become overused your methods become familiar so that become a constraint or you have certain innovative wonderful idea but your immediate uh, you know manager uh probably does not approve of it or your leadership does not see value in it and also you don't know how to go beyond a certain level of uh, communication skill or certain level of enrollment skill i mean i would just not simply say enhance uh, uh, convincing but the entire enrollment in thought process so probably you are not able to break that you are not able to reach and in those scenarios a certain external change agent maybe he will do similar thing he or she but uh, uh, being external being you know that bias of knowing and not knowing is not there about this person and hence that constraint is not there and so uh, the external change agent can create the change and vice versa yeah. external change agents struggle because they don't know the entire internal you know yeah. structure and ecosystem and so you know they take certain amount of time to get used to and a lot of time their strategy backfires to them only because they don't know the ecosystem so yeah sure okay so i've always felt or like there's this buzzword in the industry that change is constant right i mean we hear it every time at all time Yeah. I, but so I, I was I was doing some reading about it, and I read a quote which said I think it was in one of the articles from Forbes, which says change is difficult, but not doing it fatal. Is status quo really that bad? Like if somebody or one organization is doing good, do yeah. they have to change? Like what is status quo that bad? Okay, so. agile industry let's take example had been going gaga about collocated team collocated team uh, we do pi planning in the scale agile framework and we talk about let's bring everyone together when we do pi planning we can have you know people ranging from say 60 70 to even 150 175 um, not just going for the exact dunbar number but yeah arrange and so um, in so that was the talk of past now everyone since covid has happened is talking about uh, can we do it virtually are there effective tools uh, so when we do pi planning there is a life size board let's say you know as big as size of a certain wall and so many people are involved so how do you ensure their active participation that their brains are actively not just engaged but also creating the outcome they are needed to and so so industries who were doing effective pi planning they were very happy by flying their folks in and uh, you know gathering those 100 150 people and probably organizing their pi planning of two days sometimes they stretch it to two and a half three days and uh, uh, they were happy doing that so now it's not just about money but there is a constraint and so now everyone has to think out of the box there are tools coming up which now enable you effective pi planning and so companies are learning how to do virtually so so that's what so industry can be surviving in a certain um, uh, ecosystem uh, you know and then suddenly something changes and then that is when the whole you know dinosaur thing happens and so that's why change is the only constant you don't know and that said that's why it is said you have to do continuous improvement continuous assessment you have to see if what you are doing is right at this point in time or not if it is when will it be right time to change and change 
then change to what? Hmm. But that that brings, and I really like that you mentioned COVID because that was something that I was also planning to talk about because COVID is it is hard a forced change when you talk about yeah. not the pandemic side of it but the organizational you know shift we've seen a lot of reports of uh, layoffs being happening in companies people been preparing for you know vision 2020 for like years but nothing of yeah. that sort has happened. So it is in some form, if you look at just at the financial aspect of it, a forced change. So how do organizations or like people in the industry prepare for a massive, you know, a change like that, an external change which nobody could have predicted? I, I think it's a myth believing that we can prepare, prepare ourselves for change. Because uh, we have seen every time there is earthquake or any such pandemic, uh, organizations brainstorm, they put in a lot of safety measure in place, and then something else happens. So uh, in this scenario, I feel um, there is no one shoe fits all. Mm. There was so much conversation about lean, go lean, go lean, go lean, remove, you know, all your waste processes, waste structures, and which includes people as well. And uh, but no, not necessary. Then suddenly there was a conversation of scaling, scale, scale, everything became scaling, you know. So again, as I say, it is never one shoe fits all and it is never that we will be change ready. We will not. The only thing is that if our mindset and culture is adaptive, hmm. like how in Japan there is always earthquake and still, you know, the, the livelihood and the people and, and the ecosystem goes on. And they have just adapted to it. Um, there is so much of, in China, there is so much space constraint. And so if you would see, you must have seen those funny videos wherein there's market, you know, yeah. uh, in, in a very dingy, a very sh- uh, narrow, uh, you know, street of railway roads. And the moment there is, it, it, and it's crowded and it's buzzing. And the moment train comes, they all just, you know, collapse their structure. People just go like, they shrink and then the moment train passes, everything is bad. So I think adaptive mindset is what we all need. That's agility, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we plugged agility into change management. Okay. Uh, <laughs> awesome. So uh, how, how much do you think is the aspect of like trying to get results which are better than what they are right now? Uh, driving factor for change. So like change, like right now, let's say whenever it is external, it is forced. And what we are trying to do is survive, right? But more often than not, change is driven from the fact that somebody or someone or some organization is trying to strive for something better. And how much of that do you think is the correct expectation? Or should organizations and teams just focus on continuous development not looking at a specific number or a goal in mind when it comes to a change and then move towards it. I think um, we have to consider one factor uh, which organizations at at some point start forgetting and which is human factor. Mm. At some point in time, organizations become profit-making machines. And that's when they're like, we have standardized the process. We have standardized our culture. We have standardized our you know, working system. We have standardized our offices. Uh, we have standardized how you know, the look and feel should be. Sometimes that standardization is continuous change. Let's keep changing, keep changing, keep changing. You know, oh, this generated uh, X amount of profit. Let us see what happens when we 
know, dull it or we half it or whatever. And so let's just see what is the impact on profit. But what we forget is intrinsic motivation of people. So because you can keep paying your people more, just like you are generating profit more, you are enjoying the game as, as an organization, you are enjoying the game. When I say organization, as leaders, as board of directors, you are enjoying that game, you know, more profit, more growth. But your people who are working, they probably start losing, you know, interest. And so ultimately it all boils down to your people and so i think that is what defines so having that connect uh, like in avatar you know they had this neural system and wherein everyone connects every organization needs that and again i come down then to the business agility part so organization needs a change to ensure that its system are connected and are talking and are not in silos and have become individual profit making machines and that is where you know uh, uh, the whole business ability part comes in and that is what organizations have to ensure sure okay uh, a little uh, maybe an unorthodox question how much do you think is change and art and how much do you think it's a science because i feel like if today i just decide that i want to make a change if it's just regarding my own life I can do that, but if when it comes to doing an organizational level yeah. change, it will differ, right? And then it becomes sort of an art that an artist would practice over years and years of experience and learn more about it. How much do you yeah. think, you know, both of them fare in a world? Beautiful. See, art is up to the artist, uh, you know, definition of perfection. But science is not up to the artist. I mean, you know, this, uh, the uh, science is not scientist definition of perfection. Science has a certain outcome attached to it. So science has a certain stop point. You know, science is more of a logical brain, wherein yeah. art is, you know, the other part, I think left or right. You know? <laughs> Yeah. So, yes. So, you know, art comes from passion, intrinsic motivation, uh, the drive, wherein obviously for a scientist also, it comes from the motivation and passion and drive, but he has a certain outcome to achieve. Art, the artist define the outcome. I think that's sure. the major difference. And both the elements are needed. The rational part, the outcome driven part, the proof enabled part, and the gut feeling and the belief and, and the, uh, you know, passion driven part which is which more comes from art so lovely question art. wow <laughs> thank you Deepthi. so you've been working as a coach or as a, you know an agile enabler in the industry for like quite some time uh, a 30 second career path for a technologist if he wants to move into agile into coaching us he needs to get out of the box which means he need to getting out to meetups, conferences, events to see what's going on in industry. He need to listen to people. He need to talk to people. To Talking about change and agile, any four or three book recommendations that you would have and why? Wow. Okay. So I would say you should actually go reading about um, Boston Nova book. Uh, uh, where you can actually learn about how you can bring in transformation just beyond Scrum. Because when we talk about Agile, we think of Scrum. Uh, definitely, you have to read about Lisa Atkins, you know, coaching book. It's a must uh, because a change agent should know the art of coaching. And uh, last but not the least, please read about Renee Brown, Daring Greatly. I am more focusing on um, 
lost about agile scrum i was more focused on coaching i'm so sorry but that's about vulnerability and you know connecting with your uh, subjects so yeah favorite technology tool i know people criticize jira a lot but i must tell you uh, for the personal reasons and for a lot of usage i really love it 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 gives you so much space to collect all the information display information well uh, in a format that can that that is relatable for everyone i like confluence and how it you know connects confluence bamboo uh, a bit bucket and so yes for me you know the cluster of atlassian tools now i understand like gamification is one of the latest in line for tools when we talk about change management and i know like uh, so the fun conference which you and agile version takes care of like just talk about fun conf maybe a little bit so see all work and no play makes uh, everyone a dull boy and girl right <laughs> um so we wanted to create a gamification unconference gamification event and there is as such no gamification event uh, especially in agile space in india wherein we are so high on uh, gamifying we are so high on innovating and being creative when we talk about you know change or we talk about uh, establishing any understanding discovery you know establishing those safe to fail experiments and so i wanted to create that event wherein everyone brings in their serious games at work where what you know you have your employee engagement sessions you have your branding and redesigning you have your product discovery sessions what do you do you basically try and um, draw and try and create something what is that why don't you just simply sit on laptop and write no you still need you know your all five senses to work that is what is gamification fun engaging le- learning loving and you know the artist the scientist together kind of thing which you asked so funconf is an event where we bring in all those change agents change creators everyone who wants to learn how gamify employee engagement innovation discovery product management leadership uh, you know uh, so that's what that is all about gamification uh, and funconf uh, that's happening on 16th and 17th may this year as well and i would want everyone to join us to experience awesome. that and, this and year this is year we are doing it remotely right Yes yeah this year it's virtual last year last two events were in person but yeah this year covid forced us to innovate <laughs> gamify online yeah nice awesome i would definitely be a part of it thank you deepthi so much for coming on the podcast and for being our first guest at runway talk i loved having the conversation with you uh sadly i loved it totally beautiful questions sajeet and thank you really so much made me think and express uh, honestly yeah thank you thanks a lot sajit you stay safe and thanks so much for having me i just had so much fun thank you thank you, thank you.